Hello, good morning and welcome to episode 15 of EV Brief, your weekly rundown of electric vehicle and sustainable transport news from Australia and around the world. It's Monday, July 22nd, and on today's show, sales of electric buses are accelerating with Sweden to see an additional 160 vehicles on the road by 2020. Also on today's show, members of the UK media have got their hands on MG's new EZS electric SUV, and initial reports are extremely positive. ZF, famous for its transmission systems for high-performance European cars, has unveiled the world's first two-speed transmission for electric consumer vehicles. BMW will have a new CEO in August, and we'll look at what challenges he faces in terms of the company's future EV plans. We also have some Hyundai news from Australia with the Kona Electric receiving a Good Design Award this week. Also, the Kona will be part of Australia's first EV car sharing trial by Melbourne-based startup Omi. These stories and more on this week's episode of EV Brief. Now let's get started and Sweden's vision of a clean electric transport future is a step closer to implementation today with Best Traffic, who operate buses in the Gothenburg area, increasing a recent order of electric buses from 30 to 160 units, meaning that the company hopes to have 220 battery motor buses on the roads by 2020. Volvo Buses won the contract and the buses will offer a 200 kilowatt hour battery capacity and will be charged at the depot at the end of their routes. Sweden has ambitious goals to reduce noise and emissions from vehicles in its cities, and on top of news that over 40 electric buses hit the road in Norway this month, it's great to see Northern Europe quickly transitioning to zero emissions public transport. In terms of what this means for Australia, I was able to have a chat last week with Head of Transition for Transit Systems, Greg Balkan, who is in charge of implementing new bus technology in Australia. I've got to say there are some really exciting things happening in sustainable transport here too, and I'll bring that discussion to you on a future episode of the podcast. Well, the iconic MG brand is not what it once was, no longer making British sports cars, but rather SUVs and hatchbacks in China. The company's first all-electric SUV, the launch edition of the EZS, has been presented to some members of the media, allowing them to experience the car for the first time before the anticipated public launch in September. With a price of £21,495 after the low-emission government grant and a matching discount from MG, the first UK buyers will also receive a free wall charger with installation for their home. That's a very attractive price, I think, as the MG offers a 44.5 kilowatt hour liquid cooled battery with a WLTP range of 260 kilometres. The Driven.com estimates a real world range of around 230 kilometres, however, but MG stresses that the liquid cooling system allows, quote, frequent rapid charging and optimum range, whatever the weather, end quote, presumably to differentiate it from the non liquid cooled leaf. In the UK, a leaf will set you back £27,995 after the government subsidy. Back to the MG though, and with advanced safety systems, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, regenerative braking and satellite navigation, the EZS has earned praise from early testers for its comprehensive feature list and also quality of materials and quality of fit and finish for the price. As mentioned, the EZS will launch in Europe in September, and although MG Australia hasn't confirmed availability for the Aussie market, it's expected that this small right-hand drive SUV will be a logical fit down under and should present itself as an attractive option to the Hyundai Kona Electric and Nissan Leaf. 
German transmission maker ZF Group revealed a compact 140 kilowatt electric drive unit this week, which consists of the electric motor, a two-speed transmission, and electronics all integrated into the one, in theory, plug-and-play unit. ZF believes the unit is scalable up to 250 kilowatts and that the two-speed design brings a 5% efficiency gain over a single-speed setup. ZF also states that it would be possible in future for customers to decide on the shifting strategy of the gearbox to optimise the unit for different outcomes that would take into account GPS data. Bert Helvig, head of ZF's e-mobility division, states that the two-speed design would optimise efficiency for towing applications, enhanced performance and also design with the unit taking up less space, which would be particularly useful in the next generation of electric A-segment cars. We've looked at Harley-Davidson's upcoming Livewire electric motorbike before, and today the Milwaukee motorcycle manufacturer announced a deal with Electrify America to provide Harley Livewire owners 500 kilowatt hours of free charging for use before July 2021. Autoblog.com states that this equates to around 3,000 miles of free power for the Livewire's 15.5 kilowatt hour battery pack. Using DC charging, the Livewire can replenish its battery pack to 100% within one hour. This is the latest in deals from Electrify America, with the company partnering with grocery chains and department stores to host charging stations, and offering select manufacturers free charging for their customers for a predetermined period. Currently, Electrify America has deals with Ford, Volkswagen, Porsche and Audi to name a few. Some of you may not be aware that Electrify America is wholly owned by Volkswagen and was actually created as part of the settlement for the Dieselgate emissions scandal. With the company looking to roll out 3,500 charges at over 800 stations by December 2021, it's expected that there will be multiple cross-country routes with stations 70 miles apart by this date. Well, the Australian Good Design Council has been awarding and promoting good design since its inception in 1958, and this year the Hyundai Kona Electric fought off rivals from Tesla and Nissan to take out the top award in the automotive and transport category. Good Design Judge Samantha Stevens concluded, quote, The Kona Electric answers a complex series of questions simply, and Hyundai's innovative EV established itself as the unanimous best-in-class. The Kona Electric, impressed by making a big-picture social, commercial and environmental impact, as well as by getting the details right. It's worth noting that it also beat the Tesla Model 3, which is about to be released in Australia next month. Over to the city of Melbourne, and EV car sharing startup OMI has launched in a large residential building in Melbourne City, EQ Tower. The partnership with Hyundai Australia and charging company JetCharge sees two Kona Electrics available for residents' use by the hour or the day through a smartphone app. With an ultimate goal of implementing vehicle-to-grid technology, JetCharge CEO Tim Washington stated, quote, Once V2G technology becomes cheaper and more mature, what we'd like to see is we can utilise batteries in buildings in peak times to shave demand and also offset periods of low utilisations, end quote. With support from Hyundai and JetCharge, OMI is using this trial to gather data, validate its business model and refine the customer experience. While this is limited to just the one building at the moment, I think it's an exciting step forward in Australia and a sign that developers and building management are starting to embrace the future. With more visibility and more awareness of EVs, a broader community understanding around the benefits and functionality of electric vehicles can only be a positive thing.
BMW will have a new CEO by August 16, and Oliver Zipser, who has been with the Bavarian automaker since 1991, has perhaps one of the most challenging jobs ahead of him, leading BMW towards an electrified future, the very task that, as Reuters confirmed last week, led to the downfall of previous CEO Harold Kruger. While BMW is clearly known for its innovation and technology, the company has received much criticism for its apparent inability to identify the battery electric future direction of the passenger vehicle market, and for creating cars like the i3 that, while a design favourite of mine, appear to be a compromised expensive offering when put up against the likes of Nissan's Leaf, Tesla's Model 3 and Hyundai's Kona. As we've previously discussed on the podcast, however, BMW has accelerated its plans for a comprehensive range of battery electric vehicles, aiming to produce around 700,000 EVs a year by 2025. It's a challenging market for all automakers with traditionally strong sales areas for European brands taking a hit. Thankfully, China's continued growth and India's emergence as a large passenger vehicle market are keeping things buoyant for now. But with the electrification of products from the likes of BMW, Daimler and Volkswagen comes massive capital expenditure and R&D costs. BMW's share price was up 0.8 of 1% to 66.7 euro on the news of the appointment of Zipser. Clearly, his experience in production and manufacturing efficiency will be welcome in the role of CEO. But we'll have to wait a few months to see if shareholders maintain their confidence in BMW's future direction, and for that matter, the BMW board, which has proven to be quite divided during leadership of former CEO Kruger. Well, that's it for episode 15 of EV Brief. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Thank you so much for listening, and if you have any questions or comments on today's topics, get in touch via Twitter or Facebook, or send me an email. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the show so far, please leave a review on iTunes to show your support, or jump on over to patreon.com slash evbriefpodcast. My name is Jonathan. Thanks so much for listening to EV Brief, and have a great week.